This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash 365 and get on your way to being your best self. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone else. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com 365 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 365. BetterHelp.com. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Waters, Chef Roy Choi with us. Uh, That's me. Man, you got to understand this, okay? Uh-huh. I've never been to any kind of uh, like a cooking school or class or anything like that. I love to cook. Paul loves to cook. Fantastic. And I watch, I watch cooking shows all the time. And I know you have your series on Netflix mm-hmm. and what you do with the food trucks and all. I, I'm jealous as hell. That's like me watching sports. There you sports. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I fall asleep to sports after cooking all day. But, yeah. but, it's, but it's true. So when did yeah. that get in your blood? Was that something based on where you how how you were brought up, or, or when did that hit your bloodstream? Yeah, it was pretty much from birth. You know, I come from a food family. Uh, we immigrated to this country, so as immigrants, it was you know it takes some time figuring out America. And so what, I, what happens is you end up spending a lot of time at home. Aunties, uncles, extended family, it's like a potluck every day. And then the food that I grew up around is not like really packaged food. So it's food that takes a while, pickling, fermenting. So there's always food like all around the house. And then my parents ran a restaurant during my formative years all throughout elementary school. And so I grew up doing homework on kitchen tables. And... Um, and then I worked in restaurants my whole high school. But it was too close to me. I didn't think it could be a career. You know, I think it's like being a coach's son or something mm-hmm, like that. You know, mm-hmm. you don't think that that is your career because you're like, you don't want to do what your parents do. And so um, I didn't think I would be a chef. I thought I was going to be something. I thought I was going to be you guys or something. You know? <laughs> I, I didn't know what I was going to be, but I didn't think I was going to be in the kitchen. It was just, it was just all I knew. And then, so when, sometimes when it's all you know, you run the other way. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I um, I love your the story of you and John and oh, yeah. how John I mean, the, you, you oh. had you had the food truck that was very popular uh-huh. before that, and then you became the advisor on on chef. Uh, and that is a movie I have recommended it to. So I recommended it to Smokey. Uh, yeah. He's not a movie guy. Yep. And it was it's just such a perfect film like in yeah. so many regards it's earnest and it, honest yes mm-hmm. and when you were advising him on on the food and all, all of those things how did you see that like the genesis of that story coming and how much of you know your your life was seen in that and what he was doing well originally it was just a job so i didn't mm-hmm. know john before but uh you know, our agents hooked us up, and um, it was just supposed to be like a three-week job. Imagine if you 
he was playing a quarterback or something, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And so Mahomes came in and was going to train him for three weeks. Here's how your arm goes. This is what we say in the huddle and things like that. I was just supposed to be his trainer on that. But from day one, we just struck it off with each other. We ended up becoming best friends. And so that relationship just kept growing and growing to where it became there was no title to it anymore. I just ended up we just ended up being like kind of like brothers, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he brought me in all the way into his world and I brought him all the way into my world. And um, I ended up being just the, a co-producer from being just like a three week trainer to co-producing the movie. So. It was the best thing that ever happened in my life. John re- Favreau's the man, you know. Sorry about that. Do you learn yeah. how to f- get better by maybe failing on some dishes? Or did you always just have the knack where they were going there's, to be really good? There are so many failures in food, you know, because what happens in food, it happens in music a lot, too. Sure. Like with B-sides and stuff. Like all the stuff that we really love. The people don't love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The customer, yeah. The customer, though, they want, they want what's familiar. Yeah. What's easy, what's, like, delicious. But we like to do all the complicated stuff. But, uh, yeah, there's so many failures. The, the biggest failure is when a restaurant has to close. Mm. That, that's, like, that's, that hurts the most because you spend your whole life, like, you know, building this thing. And it, it takes, like, 30, 40 people. To run a restaurant, you know, you have waiters, all the people in the kitchen, the front of the house, everything, and um, it it, the, it hurts. You can never let it go when you lose a restaurant, and every even the greatest chefs have to close restaurants. Sure. You know, absolutely, and um, yeah, that that's the biggest failure for sure. Yeah, Roy, um, you know, you mentioned the failures. It was funny. I, I remember watching you guys uh, on the show trying to make beignets. Yeah, that and, was a failure. Yeah. yeah, and you guys couldn't, like, it's good. I, I remember watching a documentary about stand-up comedy uh-huh. and Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry, like, went up and bombed, and it yeah. was it was there. And then watching you guys, like, seemingly, you know, try to make beignets, and then you, like, looked at the box and realized it was expired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was, as someone who likes to cook and is trying to learn it, like, it, it actually, okay, good. I'm not. I think you have to laugh about things sometimes. Yeah. You know, like, you have to. There are moments where things are serious, you know, mm-hmm. like obviously if someone drops a pass in this game and they mm-hmm. lose the game, that's some serious shit. You can't just laugh about yeah. it, you know. <laughs> but uh, but there's some things where you just laugh. If you can laugh it off, then you can you can recalibrate and learn from that, you know, and just say, you know what, look at the box next time before you make it, you know, yeah. things like that. So small little things, they can make a big difference. When you look at the ingredients, uh-huh. because... You know, when when I cook something, I still have like the recipe in front of me. But I've, I cook it again and again, and I learn. Yeah. How is that just naturally part of your brain because yeah. if you've done it so much, over and over again? Yeah, it, it's interesting to hear from you guys because as professional cooks, for us, we don't really follow recipes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. and especially when I have to kind of write recipes for magazines and things like that or explain it to someone like they want to or even friends say hey can you give me the recipe of this it's like i'll send them a recipe of like take a handful of that <laughs> stir it till it feels right you know <laughs> and then take a smell and if it doesn't smell burnt then add this yep and they're like this is not a recipe um so but for us we don't follow linear direction we what we do is we absorb the whole situation and the knowledge and the ingredients and then we go in the booth and freestyle. And we kind of just cook by feeling. But you have the way to get there is you need practice. You have to get the muscle memory. Um, and it's very similar to sports. 
you have to build that muscle memory. You have to do all the work in the gym, mm -hmm. you know, building the muscle memory, doing the reps, you know, layup reps and free throw reps and everything. And you have to have that muscle memory so that when you get in to cook, you're cooking without thinking. You're cooking without instincts. Looking. Instincts. Yeah. All instincts, yeah. I um, I remember watching you and, and David Chang make uh, kimchi together. Yeah, uh, on and the that chef was, show. Yeah, on the chef yeah. show. And it was really interesting because, like, in, in my life, you know, mm -hmm. like, I just thought there was kimchi. And then, yeah. like, to watch you guys go, okay, well, this is how my grandmother made it. This is how we're going to do it. And then here's what we're going to do. We're going to throw some other things in it. Yeah. And this is what makes it Roy's or makes it David's kimchi that's so different and I'd never even, like, thought of it that way, that it's, it's like, when you look at food, it, it, yeah. you look at something, okay, I can put A and B together. And, but you kind of have in mind, where do you go, I can put A and Z together and skip all this other stuff? Oh, you could go A, Z, Z to A. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, kimchi's a great example. Kimchi's like Google. It's a noun. Yeah. But it's also a verb. You can <laughs> do anything with it. So you can kimchi, even though kimchi is what it is, you can kimchi anything. So I can, I can kimchi strawberries i can kimchi chocolate i can kimchi soup i can do anything so it turns into a verb and doing that it allows you to think about food differently you know because then what happens is you switch your whole mentality then you're not again following a linear path you're like okay these two things can go together and what if i throw that in there it ain't gonna it's not the end of the world it might even be better you know it's when do you do you carve time out of every week because I mean, you're busy you got restaurants in different cities all yeah. over the place. You've got, you know, shows that you do and, and events I'm sure you've got to go to and jobs you get. Do you have well, to call? Thanks I'm not that busy. No. I wish I was that busy, but okay. that sounds great. We'll leave no. it at that. Okay. Yeah. But do you have to carve time? You know, comedians have to write every week. You yeah. know, songwriters have to play every week. You know, all those things. Do you have to make sure that you carve time to, like, be creative and do something new every week? Well, luckily, I'm, I'm still at the stage where I don't have to force myself in my calendar to do that. Okay. It, it, it's something I still do. Mm-hmm. You know, so there may come a time where I'm out of it so far that I have to, like, I have to consciously make that decision. But I'm, I'm still in the kitchen. I'm still in the trucks. Um, I'm still thinking about food all the time. So um, just being in there, you're just, it's like being in your own lab. You're just naturally thinking of new dishes and playing around and looking at things and saying, let's add a little more vinegar to that and stuff like that. So luckily, I'm still in the kitchen all the time. So it comes naturally. Why did the food truck business become so popular? Social media. I think that was the, that was the key to everything. Uh, so when Kogi started with Twitter in 2008, um, we were in a weird place as a country. The real estate crisis had just happened. The economy crashed. We were moving off of MySpace and stationary communication models like chat rooms and things like that into mobile space. The iPhone just came out. Twitter just started. So we were transitioning from this place of, like, of fluidity, really, right? Like, we didn't have this type of life before. And so in the middle of all of that, people still needed time to figure out, how do I use Twitter? How do I mm -hmm. incorporate this device into my life? And this funny little truck, it's like a chicken chong truck, you know, came through serving these, like, crazy-tasting tacos, and people could connect the dots. Oh, I use Twitter on my phone to follow this truck, and I can. There's a pot at the end of the rain, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and so it's really because food trucks and street food existed before us, right? And it'll exist after us. But what happened in the middle is the social media. It took down all of the barriers around it because people ignorance is a funny thing, right? Because 
people were calling food trucks roach coaches at that time in 2008. A lot of people who didn't grow up around food trucks would say that it's dirty or gives you diarrhea. It's a roach coach. That same food truck is now called Gourmet. It's Gourmet. It's like, you know, changed the industry, all these things. So it's funny how our perception can change once our ignorance is taken away and we're allowed to experience something. The, the food truck, too, is, is one of the last bastions of small business. It you is. Know, it's the American be, dream. It is sure. because it's hard to, you know, do your own thing, uh, to, to go out on your own like that, or especially, like, you could wind up working at a chain restaurant and learning yeah. all these things, but, like, if you don't make enough money to do that or you can't break off, this is one of those industries that you can show the world what you can do, what, what, your, what your thing is before you have Absolutely. to make, a, you know, a really huge investment in a brick-and-mortar building. I haven't had a boss in 15 years, yeah. and it's incredible. <laughs> wow. You know, yeah. It's amazing. And, you know, there are, other, there are other things that come with it, but that responsibilities that come with it. But the thing is the, just that entrepreneurship, it really defines the big level of entrepreneurship, American entrepreneurship, into something that's really quirky, fun, and relatable. You know, because everyone might have an old grandma recipe or like a, a thing that they've always gone to that their their family loves and they're like the truck allows them to say hey maybe i can turn this into a business and it changed people's lives i've you know when the when kogi in 08 happened and it went viral i saw people i saw th- hundreds of thousands of people leave their jobs and go start a truck right an ice cream truck a donut truck a muffin truck a sandwich truck, and it changed people's lives. And they've never turned back. I have a very close friend, friend named Young uh-huh. Day Moon, and he was in TV. He was a TV producer okay. uh, in Waco. And he um, he would always come to parties and bring bun me sandwiches. And I, like, we were like, yeah. Young Day, dude, you could sell this. And he's like, nah, this is just, I just always know how to make this. Yeah. And so he left. He got a, a truck. Uh, he had to rent a kitchen for a little while because the, the truck broke down. Now he is the most popular um, on the Magnolia, uh, Chip and Joanna's Amazing. grounds. He's the most popular thing doing these trash can rice bowls because Joanna said, this is my kid's favorite thing on Twitter. Okay. And you go, and there's just a line yep. of people Amazing. getting trash can rice bowls. Trash can, that's, that, that sounds so fun. Oh, yeah. You come um, to Waco, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, take, it. I'll <laughs> take you over there. Uh, congratulations on the success. And, oh, and your you. personality has a lot to do with it, obviously. Obviously, your touch and what you do as a chef is amazing. And the Thank fact you. you're fearless on it, too. We appreciate your time. Good luck. I appreciate you being on this. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Chef Roy Choi with us here in Vegas, NFL Media Headquarters, 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.